Star Wars 7x7 episode 2131. May the 4th be with you. Yeah, it's the big day today. And I am sharing with you interviews with Lucasfilm and Disney employees today. Some that you may not have heard in quite a while. And it's kind of fascinating to see where some of those people are today. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. Uh, yeah, it's May the 4th. I've got my Wookiee of the Year t-shirt on in celebration. I'm going to be running the May the 4th 4K virtual run later on today. Hopefully that will go well. I'll keep you posted. But for today, I'm going to be sharing here on the episode of the show interviews with various Lucasfilm employees and one who's a Disney employee, but, you know, it sort of dovetails in. That'll make sense when I get there. And in the case of the first two that I'm going to share with you, they go all the way back to 2015, and these two gentlemen are not doing now what they were back then. The first interview I'm going to share with you is with Matt Martin, who was managing digital content at Lucasfilm and who is now part of the Lucasfilm Story Group. So back at Celebration Anaheim in 2015, I asked a bunch of people the question, why Star Wars? And just left it open-ended. So here was Matt's answer. All right, so why Star Wars? Um, obviously, there's a big part of nostalgia in there, but I, I was born in 81. Actually, today, because my Happy it's birthday. my birthday. Um, in 1981, so I wasn't really properly alive for the films. Mm -hmm. When I was eight years old, I saw them um, at like a sleepover with my friends, mm -hmm. and something about it clicked, and I still can't pinpoint it. But it's one of those very few things that I love, like, every aspect about. People ask me my favorite character, I'm like, all of them? <laughs> or my least favorite character, I'm like, um, they're all cool. So it's, it's just like this perfect combination of everything I love boiled into one. And was it Star Wars originally that you saw at that sleepover party, or was it just Ironically, a no, it was, it was Jedi. Okay. Everybody fell asleep except for me. I mean, we're kids. They, I, I think I'd seen them before, but, like, didn't really pay attention, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, I immediately went home and watched my dad's bootleg copies, because, you know, <laughs> VHS bootlegs of uh, A New Hope and Empire, and <laughs> literally watched them every single night until I was about 16. Wow. Like one of the movies every night. All right, the next interview is with Justin Bolger, and at the time that I interviewed him, he was the co-host of the Forcecast podcast. Later on, he became the social media strategist for StarWars.com and then moved over to marketing at ILM X Lab, and now he is with Fantasy Flight Games, and... Yeah, it's a pretty amazing five-year run for Justin, for sure. But this was what he had to say about why Star Wars when I interviewed him in April of 2015. All right, so Justin, why Star Wars? Oh, wow. That's a harder question than it sounds like. Um, the community, first of all. This week, I can't not say community because I've been talking to all of these other people who love the same thing I do. It's uh, the one fandom that I know of that everyone doesn't mind if you listen in on their conversation and then will comment on it. And that's the way that you become friends for the rest of the con that's happened with like five or ten people. Right. Um, it's timeless. It speaks to me in a way that no other franchise does. It's absolutely my number one. Batman, um, Walking Dead, Game of Thrones, all that stuff I love, but it doesn't hold a candle to this 
loved it since I was three years old, and I can't see me ever not liking it. That's awesome. Did you have a period of time in your life where it was, you know, you were a kid and you were excited about it, but then as you got older, maybe it sort of faded into the background, or has it always been like a top-of-mind thing for you? No, that's a really good question. Um, there, I think during the dark times, like right <laughs> around uh, maybe, let's say, 80, not, let's say 89, because that's yeah. when Batman 89 came out and took attention away, I think, for a lot of people. Um, between 89 and 95, I think a lot of people, myself definitely can speak for, came out of it a little bit, it's still there. If it was on USA or the Sci-Fi Channel, you'd watch it. And they'd run those great marathons during Thanksgiving and Christmas right. where you could blow through them. And that was what I watched on Christmas and Thanksgiving. And so that's part of my Christmas and Thanksgiving now. But right around the time that you can walk in a toy store or a Walmart and see those Power of the Force figures when they re-released them, yeah. it just started creeping back into consciousness. You started hearing about the special edition. And then um, I remember I went to go see Independence Day <laughs> and the trailer for the special edition where the X-Wing comes out of the TV. And I, I was hooked, again, completely hooked. Psyched in a way I hadn't been before in a long time. Next up we have AJ Camarillo, who was a producer on the Star Wars show. And I've been looking at the, the whole episodes for This Week in Star Wars and now the Star Wars Book Club. They're not putting credits on the end, so I don't know if she's working on those shows, but she was, like I said, a producer on the Star Wars show. And as far as I know, is still involved with Lucasfilm, so... Here is what she had to say at Celebration Europe in 2016 when I asked her what was exciting about Star Wars at that time. <laughs> All right, what do you find most exciting about Star Wars right now? So what I find most exciting about Star Wars now is kind of what I always found exciting about Star Wars. It's kind of what got me into Star Wars, like really hardcore into Star Wars, which is the community. Mm -hmm. Like I absolutely love coming to conventions and hanging out with other fans, especially Star Wars Celebration, because you're surrounded by people who love the exact same thing that you do. And even though we're all strangers, you kind of feel like you know them a little bit because you know what they love. Like San Diego Comic-Con, um, you kind of walk around, you're like, well, I don't know if that person's here for Marvel or if they're here for like DC, like, you know, that's like all different stuff. But yeah, I mean, seeing the community like uh, react to like the new stuff, the new movies, like the new books, like everything, it's being a part of it and being a part of the excitement is what I think gets me the most and like hits me in the heart. <laughs> That's fantastic. Now, is this your first celebration that you've attended? No, no, no. I've been to so. quite a few. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I've Do you been, remember your first one? Um, my very first one was when it was in Anaheim, no, Los Angeles, LA. Yeah. I forgot which, no the numbers at this point are just blending together. Right. Um, I came and I hung out with um, my boyfriend, Matt, for like a day and it was like so much fun and then after that I started going to Comic-Con and then I started going to Celebration and then I started going to New York Comic-Con and now I'm like, yeah, I go to a lot of conventions and it's a lot of fun and I absolutely love it. I love being here, so yeah. That's terrific. Yeah. All right, moving on, we're gonna have Michael Siglane here on the show. This also comes from 2016 and this one's a little bit dated in the sense that it's kind of specific to the time in July of 2016 when I asked him what was exciting about Star Wars right then. What was really on his mind was the fact that they were doing a lot of stuff for younger audiences, bringing kids into the franchise, and we talked a little bit more in depth about that. So this comes from that, and I feel like it was worth including because 
here we are, you know, four years later, almost four years later after that event, and I really feel like they have achieved what they set out to do, really bringing audiences of all ages along into the franchise with the movies and everything else that came out around it. So anyway, here is Michael Siglain talking about what excited him about Star Wars back in 2016. But it does feel like there's definitely a renewed focus on making sure that fans of all ages get into this whole franchise now. That's it exactly. I mean, Star Wars really is for everyone. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I think there's, there's a bit of a misconception with, you know, the pre-Disney acquisition that, you know, there was a lot of stuff that was done for the core fans, as there should be. You know, it's what helps sustain the franchise. Um, but there was always stuff for kids. I think what we're doing now is just shining a bit more of a spotlight on it and, and saying, look, we're now that we're making movies again, you know, there's so much more that we can do and we have so many wonderful opportunities to bring kids in from all over the world to say, all right, here, this is, you know, Star Wars really is, like I said, for everyone. And what can we do for kids that is going to be appropriate for them, you know, for each age group and for each level, and how can they grow with the franchise? Um, that's certainly been a, a big priority for all of us in publishing. Next up is a bit of an unusual one. So, a listener and patron of the show, Bobby Gordon, happened to catch Taylor Gray, who plays Ezra Berger on Star Wars Rebels, at a Fringe Festival event. And so asked him the question that I had been asking people at Celebration Orlando, which is, what's your favorite Star Wars memory? And this is what Bobby Gordon found out from Taylor Gray about that. So, um, what's your favorite Star Wars memory? Favorite Star Wars memory? Um, Celebration has been really fun. So, hitting um, Celebration was cool, but they used to do Star Wars weekends in Orlando, and that was always a blast. There was not a Star Wars celebration in 2018, unfortunately, but there was in 2019 in Chicago. And there I spoke to Lauren Peterson, who is one of the founders of Industrial Light and Magic, and he shared some incredible stories when I asked him the question, when it comes to Star Wars, what do you know for sure? Here is what Lauren had to say. Hi there, uh, what's your name? <laughs> My name is Lauren Peterson. Uh, I was the uh, chief model maker and supervisor on uh, all six of the original Star Wars films and Indiana Jones films and various things like that over about 35 years. Thank you so much for everything that you've done uh, sure. for everyone in this building and all over the uh, world. So, here's a big question. Uh, when it comes to Star Wars, what do you know for sure? Well, I, I, I know for sure that, uh, at least in my, any of my participation, all the time I was there, it was creative. Creative is a word that would probably pop out. Um, we always, it's, in a way, we always knew that, uh, you know, time, money, and quality, quality always won out. You know, uh, we had definitely had to pay attention to budgets and all that kind of thing and schedules, but uh, George responded to quality and creativity uh, as you think he would, you know, and that was always the uh, the top of everybody's mind, you know. And in some ways, if you know somebody said uh, it has to be on the stage in the morning, and it didn't have that absolute, it needed that extra little three hours to give it that extra little, little, little. Model makers just stay and do it, you know. And uh, no matter what, they they didn't want to be the one that put something that was compromised on the stage. And it was almost like amongst your peers too. You didn't want to have that happen amongst your peers. You know, you were doing this work that was kind of more kludged together and wasn't as as wonderful as everybody else was doing. But I, I was lucky. I got to 
I got to make things uh, over and over and over again for 30 some years with that kind of a feeling in it. You know, it had to be really interesting, creative, and, and new, and, and, and new innovations, or using materials, having ways of doing it that were like another step up from what it was before, that kind of thing. But creativity would be the, the word that you, know, you would probably put above Star Wars. And uh, creativity at all the levels of all the different people that were involved. You know, I, the, the building, uh, ILM was just amazing, the, the variety of different people that had different skills and were creative at their own. You know, I, I use as an example, one time uh, I had gotten a lot of uh, uh, research uh, stuff from the library. Uh, we have a very complete library and I wanted rolling stock or railroad stock in India in the late 19th century. And I wanted all the pictures and writing. And one of them um, was in this article that was in uh, either Urdu or Hindi. I had no idea which which one it was. And I got on the intercom and I just said, "Is there anybody who speaks Urdu or Hindi in the in the building?" And uh, Christy McCarthy came on and said, "I speak Urdu and Hindi. I lived in India for nine years." I said, "Well, come on up." <laughs> you know, so it was it was like that was the kind of environment that we lived in. You could you could find somebody with a graduate degree in chemistry when you had that kind of question. So uh, I would have to say that we had a building full of people that kind of bubbled uh, a creativity. That's a wonderful answer. Thank you so oh, much okay. for your time. Oh, good. Thank you very much. Also in Chicago, I got to talk with Clayton Sandell. This is the one I mentioned earlier where he's not really a Lucasfilm employee, but he is an employee of Disney in that he works for ABC News and he also has a particular interest in Star Wars, as you'll hear. And so when I asked him what he knows for sure when it comes to Star Wars, this is what he had to say. What's your name? What's your Star Wars claim to fame? All right, I'm Clayton Sandell. Uh, I work for ABC News as a correspondent and Star Wars is my favorite side hustle. Excellent. All right, so when it comes to Star Wars, what do you know for sure? What I know for sure is that we are going to have Star Wars probably long after I am gone, which makes me very happy because I am one of these kids who saw Star Wars at four years old in the theater, uh, thought that we were done with Star Wars after Return of the Jedi. We entered the dark ages of no Star Wars. Uh, and so I was so happy to have my own fandom sort of awaken in 2015 and when, when The Force Awakens came out. Um, and, and it is very exciting to me to see um, not only more movies on the way, but the TV shows. I'm now like into the comics and all this other stuff. So uh, that is the one thing I know for sure is that fans like me, fans like my kids, maybe my kids' kids, will be able to enjoy Star Wars for a very long time. And finally for our episode today, I also had the chance to speak with Rob Bredo from ILM. And this was coming off the heels of him releasing the Making of Solo, a Star Wars storybook where he took all those incredible, beautiful photographs. And here's what he had to say when I asked him what he knows for sure about Star Wars. All right, so what's your name and what's your Star Wars claim to fame? My name's Rob Bredo. I was the visual effects supervisor and co-producer on Solo, a Star Wars story. You say that so humbly. <laughs> it's not a huge big deal. It was, a, it was a huge big deal to me, yeah. I had so much fun on that film with Ron Howard and the entire team. I mean, we had so much fun from beginning to end. That's excellent. 
So I know your time is precious, and so I'm gonna ask you one question, which is, when it comes to Star Wars, what do you know for sure? I know for sure that Star Wars is fun. I mean, we had just so much fun putting this movie together. It was a labor of love for everybody involved. Um, one of my most fun memories from on set was the first time we put the cast into hyperspace. We actually built a screen that we projected hyperspace onto and all the whole scene for the entire Kessel Run was on this screen. So the actors were actually really in the cockpit. We didn't tell them that we were gonna do this in advance. So they got up there and it was stars and when when uh, Lando and L3 pushed the levers up, we streaked the stars into hyperspace and we shook the cockpit for the first time and it blew their minds. We just had so much fun um, putting the, the cast really into hyperspace. I think Phoebe goes, is this thing real? Are we really going somewhere? <laughs> so we just had a lot of fun making the movie together. That's fantastic. Thank you so much. And with that, we are going to call it an episode today. Thank you so much for joining me for this little retrospective tour of Star Wars interviews from the archives. Man, going back to 2015, that's crazy. And the Justin Bulger interview, that was the very first interview I ever published on Star Wars 7x7. So it was a treat for me to revisit that as well. I hope you enjoyed all of these as much as I did, and I hope you have a wonderful May the 4th. But for now, it just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me as always, and may the curve be flattening for you wherever in the world you may be. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other related Star Wars items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2019 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.